The Netherlands, or what we often call Holland, is a magical country filled with all sorts of whimsy and function. Walking through the forest is just as likely to bring you to a lovely little canal as it is to bring you near a small stage with the Dixieland group playing to an audience which seemingly emerged from the forest just in time for the start of the show. Since arriving here a little over a month ago, we visited Eindhoven, Utrecht, Leiden, The Hague, Amsterdam, and Rotterdam. Each city was as unique as you could imagine cities of a, such a small country being. Each has its own personality, culture, style, and general vibe. Eindhoven and Rotterdam feel modern and bustling with potential. Leiden and Utrecht carry memories of the Netherlands before the war. Amsterdam feels like the New York of Europe with its bustling, never-sleeping, always-moving way, and The Hague is a model of maturity and best efforts with its peace palace and various buildings dedicated to resolving conflict and convicting some of the most violent offenders of human rights. I met a man who was a key player in the OPCWs, that's the Organization for the Prohibition of Chemical Weapons, their mission to dismantle Syria's chemical weapons, and now, while still contributing to the OPCW in various capacities, he cooks at his son's coffee shop, Kaffee. You should go there and have the avocado toast or smoked salmon. Honestly, I can't recall a better avocado, and I haven't tasted smoked salmon so good since leaving Canada. But first, welcome to The Natecast, Episode 3. Of the cities we visited here, I'm thankful for each of the experiences we've had in each city, but The Hague, for its peace palace, has really stood out. Here you'll find two very globally important courts, with no police in which to enforce its rulings. To say, though, that these courts, the Permanent Court of Arbitration and the Permanent Court of International Justice, are ineffective without police enforcement would be wrong. The striving for peaceful resolutions and pressure of public opinion are this court's muscle. And that muscle has been effective in many cases, although there have been some glaring cases in which the court's rulings have been ineffective. One wonders, given the times we seem to be living in, how peaceful resolutions might be found in several other conflicts hitting the news cycle. The trip to the Peace Palace left a large impression on our children. They were quiet, thoughtful as we left. I had originally attended to make and release another podcast, but as I've been working on that one, service please, I wanted to work out the bugs of production and gear. I wanted to share some of the experiences I've been having while traveling around Europe. 
A friend recently asked where this other podcast is that I keep mentioning. I'm sorry for the confusion. Service Please is in production, and the current plan is to bring it near completion before releasing it to the public. In the meantime, I'm doing a lot of research and conducting a lot of interviews with some pretty brilliant people. My goal is to release a really high-quality and well-produced podcast series, but it takes time. So, in the meantime, the Natecast. I mentioned Joshua on the last Natecast, and I wrote about some of our conversation in a blog post a few weeks back. Joshua has become a friend, and I valued the time that he's invested in helping me understand Dutch culture. He also gave me an hour one morning a month ago so I could interview him for the Service Please podcast. It was a great conversation, and although I'll still use parts of it for that podcast, I wanted to share a bit of that conversation first here, on this podcast. Lucifer Coffee, the coffee shop where he works, is named after the matchsticks that were previously made in this space, which has been converted to a specialty coffee shop. Lucifer, in Dutch, literally means matchstick. Funny, right? First, though, I used to talk about coffee shops all the time, but I'm hesitant to refer to them with that title now after spending time in the Netherlands. For the rest of the world, at least the parts I've visited, a coffee shop is where one goes to buy a cup of coffee. My expectation of a coffee shop anywhere else would be a little cafe with an espresso bar and some form of slow brew coffee. I'd expect a seating area and perhaps some light snacks to eat while drinking my coffee, a place to sit and relax, as Starbucks calls it, the third space. We all know that you can legally buy marijuana in the Netherlands, right? We're told stories of how you can visit a coffee shop and order a pot brownie. In my head, I pictured a lovely coffee shop with excellent coffee, lots of warm decor, something very gazellic and very family-friendly. I imagined that some of these coffee shops would have something extra you could purchase, you know. In Canada, this is a hot topic right now as our Prime Minister has promised to legalize marijuana. Anyways, long story short, the first neon flashing lights I saw broadcasting coffee shop best in town raised suspicions that maybe it wasn't going to be what I thought. In fact, most coffee shops I've poked my head into don't even serve coffee. And if you ask the Dutch where the nearest coffee shop is, you're likely to be given less than warm directions. The coffee shops seem to mostly be used by tourists and expats. If you want to go to a coffee shop, I, I mean a place to buy specialty coffee, good coffee, you're best to ask someone for a cafe or a specialty coffee shop that serves slow brew coffee. But I digress. I find myself cautious to say coffee shop. Now you know why. Here's some of that conversation with Joshua. We're, we're recording. Okay. Checking. Hello. Hi. Joshua. Yeah. Hey. Hi. It's good to meet you. Yeah. Thanks, man. So, um, maybe tell, let's start by telling us a little bit about where we're we are. Over. Yeah. And this is for coffee. It's, uh, yeah. I don't know. Coffee counter. How do you call it? Coffee shop. Coffee shop, yeah. Yeah, yeah but if you say in Netherlands we're at a coffee shop. Yeah, I don't know. I asked my boss lately, um, last time, about how how do you think they get uh, the name of the coffee shop with the drugs? And they said, yeah, probably they sold coffee, but um, under the counter they gave drugs or something like that. We don't know. I actually don't know where the names come from, but yeah. 
So to be clear, anybody who listens to this podcast and is looking for a coffee shop that sells drugs, this is not one of those. No, this is a coffee shop who sells really good coffee. Yeah, really good coffee. (laughs) And and the name Lucifer. Lucifer. Uh, Where did that come from? Yeah, Lucifer is like uh, the Dutch translation of matches to make fire. And even before Philips start his his company in Eindhoven, there was at the exact place where we are now a fabric who makes matches. Ah. So Lucifer is the Dutch uh, translation of matches and that's where it came from. And how long have you been here for? Since June, start of June. And? I love it. I really love it. So we're, we're in Eindhoven. Am I saying that right? Eindhoven? Yeah. yeah. I kept on saying Eidenhoven. No, it's Eindhoven. Eindhoven. Okay. Yeah. So we're in we're in Eindhoven. Yes. And this is this is a fantastic city. Yeah, it's upcoming. It's uh, I I like to be here. It's not that big, but it's upcoming because there's more tourists coming, and I think that's nice. In Amsterdam, there are too many too many tourists. But yeah, there there are coming more good places, good vibes. Everything is getting better. I think. Yeah. There's, what, what, what would you describe as the soul of Eindhoven? What is, what is kind of at the heart of it? That, that's what I told you last time. The, the uh, word in the Dutch that can be translated, it's called gezellig. It's like cozy. I think Eindhoven is cozy. You can, you can, walk, you can walk towards somebody and start talking. Uh, maybe they, they will look at you like, the hell are you doing but um, eventually they they will think okay this is nice that we are we're talking about I don't know man in the Netherlands we're always talking about the weather yeah I think that's Eindhoven you can it, it's cozy I was excited to get to this word because I've heard other people now use this word yeah since I've been traveling around and the one thing that I would say is is true and I would love your thought on this is whenever I think about how different countries different cultures what their customer service looks like mm-hmm. um, the way that I would describe Dutch hospitality is that it's warm it's friendly it's authentic yeah. it is yeah that's true uh, I guess that comes comes from uh, the guest himself if we Dutch people go to a place we want good hospitality we want it to be perfect. The hospitality himself needs to do it really good because otherwise they won't come back. The guests ask a lot. So you have to you have to get on that level. So you have to do really yeah, you, you got to do your best or something like that. The hospitality has to be really good because then you will be cu- keep coming back. You like the vibe and you like the people, you can talk to them and it's like like here, I think it's like a living room. You can go sit here and sometimes the boss brings his dog and I don't know, it's just chill. Yeah. It it, it feels it feels more than even just so that people will come back. There's a there's a a sense of pride in the interior of every place that I've gone so far. Yeah. And Lucifer is is a really great example of that. Um it's warm, there's, there's rugs all over the place, the chairs are actually comfortable as though you, you may actually want people to sit in them for a while. Yeah. Um, 
there's something that is just uniquely warm and consistent throughout the Dutch culture. Yeah, but I guess what you what you see here is like uh, a typical Dutch living room. Because uh, I think uh, Dutch people are they don't they won't be proud to hear this or say this, but I think they are a little bit lazy because when they come home from work, most of the time they want to go sit down and chill. Don't do things like, yeah, yeah, of course, they want sport because it's healthy and it's nice, but um, it's also very good and chill to sit in your chair and watch TV or something like that. Or talk with your friends, but it's good to, to have a place where you can uh, meet your friends like this and it's still be chill, even if it even if it's busy and I feel like I'm in a living room right here. Even that it's here, but so when you think about Lucifer, when you think about yourself, and, and you obviously you made an impression on me whenever I first came in, and, yeah. and 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 not just you. In fairness, the rest of the staff have all been incredible. Every time that I've come in here, this is mm -hmm. where I've kind of set up my one of my offices this week. Um, when you think about the way that you are serving people that are coming into your coffee shop, um, what is it that you want for them to experience whenever they, they interact with you? Um, the warm feeling, yeah. You want them to make uh, they feel welcome. And of course you want to mm -hmm. chat with them and talk about coffee because that's where my interest lies. What would you say is the most important element in this coffee shop? that makes it special maybe maybe let's say other than the coffee because obviously the coffee is kind of the yeah but it it's really making it special because of the coffee it's um it's not just coffee you we have specialty coffee and um in the coffee world you can you can see it as uh i don't know how to say it you have from zero to hundred and um, zero is like the lowest and 100 is the highest and from 80 to 100 you can call it specialty coffee it's like in um, oh man how do you say it like in quality yeah so 100 is the best and when you're from 80 to 100 then you call the quality is really good and like in the, what what you buy in the in the supermarket, maybe 60, 50, 60. So it's it, it's okay, but we here we've got specialty coffee, and it's only can be called specialty coffee if it's from eighty to hundred. And maybe we're most of the times we have we have coffee from ninety. So it's really good quality, and yeah, you have to you have to be. Um, I think you have to be patient to get to know the coffee, because we're in Europe, we're used to Italian coffee, and that's dark, that's total black. If you if you ask um, anybody here in town, what does what does coffee look like? They say it's black, but actually, what you are what you are drinking, it's not black. This is absolutely not black. 
it's more like really really dark tea that that's what it looks like but it has so much flavors and then if you know that um, there has to be a lot of work before you get this cup of coffee I think you will get um, now I've, I've fallen in love with coffee I really did but I think then you can you can start loving coffee if you really think about how much time how much work is got into the coffee from even the plant to the bean uh, uh, pulled of the, the bushes and dried, roasted, every step makes it good coffee. So if you weren't doing this, if you could be doing anything else, what would you be doing? Um, I would have my own coffee shop. Yeah, that's my dream. Um, so this is actually starting my dream because I can, I just start my learning process. But yeah, in 10 years, I hope to have my, uh, my own coffee shop. I can't wait to come. Yeah, <laughs> me too. Yeah. Joshua, I want to be respectful of your time. It's, it's 25 after 7. And okay, you've yeah. got a coffee shop to, to open and yeah. people to serve. So thank you so much. Yeah, no problem. No. Thank it's been, you. It's been really good. Okay, good. thanks. <laughs> I received some great feedback again from the last Natecast. The record scratch was too loud, maybe even a little obnoxious. Thank you to those of you who are reaching out to say you've listened. I really appreciate the feedback. I'm loving getting it and would love even more of it. Going forward, I'll be releasing the Natecast on Wednesdays, I think. Can we talk about the name though quickly? It's kind of cheesy, I get it, but anything else seemed to limit to a particular topic and like me, this podcast will be about curiosity, ideas, and rabbit trails. But I'm kind of attached to my name, so I'm willing to accept that the name is bad and it's my blind spot. Is the name too cheesy? There were some pretty great suggestions if the Nate cast came under attack for any reason. My favorite was the Nate cast. Now, you have to see that spelled out. The letter N with the number 8 and then cast. You know, because I got six kids and a wife. There's eight of us. Please send me your feedback, would you? Tweet at me at Nate Sawatsky, N-A-T-E-S-A-W-A-T-Z-K-Y, or Instagram, same thing. Or you can always email me at nate at inkandfeathercollective.com. That's nate at inkandfeathercollective.com. I launched my patronage page last week and found my first patron. Thanks, Mom. If you'd like to see this and even the Service Please podcast continue and become better, consider becoming a patron at patreon.com forward slash Nate Sawatsky. Okay, that's it for episode three. There's a lot of things out there for you to fill your time with. I really am honored that you spent your time listening to this podcast. Thanks. Peace. <laughs>